Is that what you play, Shane? Nick, yeah. uh, Nick, Nick Barrett picked up that bass specifically because of because of you playing one. Wow. And then to hang it on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. we just want it. And we just want it on the wall. He doesn't really check it out. My socks almost match. Wow. And they're inside out. That's cool. You want one of these? Thanks for the offer. Trying to watch my girlish figure. Fresh fighters are a straight edge band. Yeah, we don't drink. Yeah, we don't. We don't drink. Wow. If you guys had some cheeseburgers, that would be real great. Oh God, we're actually recording this. It's my new philosophy. We start recording the minute you walk in the door. We just did a whole beer. Yeah. We actually discussed taking this Cedar Rapids music scene podcast out to venues during shows. During so like me and AJ have headsets on. We're just recording the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> just going, oh my God, Shane's leaning over backwards. <laughs> oh, His dress geez. is touching the floor. We are partying now. <laughs> Kicking this night into overdrive. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get yes. that far, but that's yeah. what we were thinking at least. <laughs> we, we, it's good to have goals. It's it really is good to have you goals. You pretty much hit a Shane show. Pretty yeah. much anywhere you go. I mean, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Well, maybe it's maybe it's time to introduce our guests. I there guess go, on the I podcast, so. huh? Uh, today we got a special guest. We're going to start something new on the Cedar Rapids Music Scene podcast. Yeah, you guys don't even know this, but we're just gonna, we're just going to riff today. We're going to bring in some well-known, respected musicians in the community. We're just going to talk about some stuff. Heck yeah! I've got some questions, but let's just let this go where it goes, right? Sure. No specific topic, but today we've got two special guests in the studio. We've got Shane Lunsford. Of so many bands, I've written them down because I can't remember them. Currently, Inch Seventy Five, Strays, Fresh Fighters, and Black the Sun. Previously, All But Screaming. Correct. Am I correct there? Yes. Anyone? Anything I'm forgetting? No. No. Not that matters. Okay. Well, cool. Those those are the those are the important ones. Okay. And we also have Jeremy Jacobs of Fresh Fighters, Heavy Craft, Holy Mammoth, formerly, previously, Helferstout. Yeah. Anything else that I'm missing there? Not really. No? No. God, I was hoping I was missing some. At least you could be like, how oh, did you forget about that band? Well, I mean, we shouldn't be my, talking about some of the you bands. You got my so. solo career. <laughs> I had my Vegas residency. Uh-huh. You know. Nothing important, really. No, nothing no. important. <laughs> <laughs> and joining oh. me always is co-host and producer AJ Vens. Hello. Wolfpack Productions. And would you like to plug your current band that is now gigging way too much? Gigging way too much <laughs> is Friendly Fire On. You can find us at Tailgaters every other weekend. <laughs> so. House band. House band. AJ, AJ's taking everything we've said on the previous episodes and just yeah, throwing just it out throwing the window. Throwing it out the window, starting a clean slate. <laughs> playing for free, for free and playing every single weekend. That's right. It's like he's taking notes at everyone. He's like, okay, yeah. online marketing, got it. Learn cover songs, got it. Yeah. Don't play every week, whatever. <laughs> no play all the time. in the middle and talk to Otis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And you're Mike Schulte. And, and as always, Mike Schulte here. Yeah. Episode, I always forget to count the episodes. Uh, is this seven? seven. No, I think this might be eight. Is it eight? Anybody? Oh, it, it is. It's eight. Is it eight? Episode eight. eight. Just yes. say both and you can edit out whichever cool. one. Cool. Perfect. Episode seven. Episode eight of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Well, and I, I just thought you guys would be super great guests because not only are you guys, you've been in the scene for a long time, you're doing things. You're doing uh, multiple bands, your originals, your covers. Um, but one of the main things I wanted to touch on was like tribute bands. Most notably, I'd say that. Can we call this episode Attack of the Tribute Bands? Can we? Because they're like, I, like I Attack own. of the Tribute Bands, as in you're, you're coming at us and you're attacking us, or we're attacking yeah. or you. Or we're being attacked. Yes, or you're being attacked. Attack of the Tribute Band. Like we're invading. I like that. You this know? space. Well, like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes was tomatoes attacking Correct. the Correct. world. So I almost feel like, like, I hate to be negative about any of the scene, but it almost feels like there were some people out there that just got really... There's a little drama. There's, there's drama. There you, mean, like, you mean against tribute bands? Yeah. You okay. know, like what is going on? Where are all these tribute bands coming well, from? Well, let's be fair. I think, I think if you go to any other big city in the U.S. maybe five to ten years ago, tribute bands became a thing, right? But but generally, I mean, you you'd see them. I mean, there's been some big tribute bands that have been around for a long time. A lot of time. Kiss ones, a lot of yeah, ACDC. Yeah. Yeah. But but in general, like most things, Iowa, most things, Cedar Rapids, we're just we're just late to the party, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just think we've no. we've gone from never having tribute bands to yeah. like, I mean, how many do we have? We've got a, a Foo Fighters, a Green Day, a Chili Peppers, 
uh, Ramones. Yeah, Ramones. Ramones. Those Sublime. guys are doing a rage. Sublime Rage Against the Machine Blind. in the middle there. Yeah. In Des Moines, there's an Incubus cover band. There's a Weezer, a Weezer cover a tribute band. A couple there's Nirvana. Another, yeah. Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah. Nirvana, Nirvana as well. Yeah. So, I mean, and I've heard there's a No Doubt one in the works. Has anyone heard that? I've heard I've rumors. Heard, I've heard rumors. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, Which could I, be cool. Yeah. I personally think it's amazing mm. because, like, you know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. And you go and you're like, I love this band. I love these songs. Well, it's yeah. And I thought, I was thinking, like, when we started the Foo Fighters one, I was thinking it was going to be like the jump the shark moment for tribute bands. Like we were going to show up and be, everybody be like, okay, that's enough. That's and enough. Then, <laughs> and then we get all the other ones. Because when we started doing this, the Nirvomit one was already going. Uh, the Ramones guys had been doing really well. There was like an ACDC, a couple of ACDC mm-hmm. ones that come around. And so like we thought we were going to be the ones that were super saturating it. But okay, then all no these other more. ones showed up. But that's awesome, though. It works out so well for us because the best part about doing these tribute shows is there are so many other tribute bands to pull from and like to and do share it, yeah. shared bills. Because, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, you can you can come down to your neighborhood bar for five bucks or whatever and see kind of Foo Fighters. You know, they're playing all the Foo Fighters yeah. songs and everything. Uh-huh. You're not spending a hundred bucks on a Foo Fighters ticket. Yeah. But then to sell it even more, you've got a Foo Fighters band playing with the Chili Peppers band. Yeah. So it's like, Which actually, funny enough, that was the first show I saw you guys play. Yeah, I saw you with Red Hot Chili Peppers, Rockin' Freakin' Potamus, mm-hmm. and you guys. And what's amazing about that is that I saw in 1999 at Carver Hawkeye Arena, mm-hmm. the Foo Fighters opened up for the Chili Peppers in 1999, <laughs> and I was just reliving yeah, almost 20 years ago going that. And, and it's a perfect... With a younger girl. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. a perfect combination. Yeah, it does go together really well. And Ketis, yeah. yeah. Well, so so what got you? I mean, why did who started Fresh Fighters? Whose idea was it, and why did why did you guys pick Foo Fighters? So this was this project was the brainchild of Ian Draves. Was it really? It really was. <laughs> Last podcast, yes, yeah, yes. The the man, the myth, the legend himself, Ian Draves. I work with him. At, oh, really? At West Music, yeah. Okay. So he comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, buddy, you know how he talks? Hey, hey buddy." buddy. <laughs> and he's like, "What would you think about doing a one night only?" Foo Fighters tribute band, and I was like, "Duh, of course." Because because <laughs> you love the Foo Fighters, I'm, correct? I mean, I'm the Foo Fighters fanboy incarnate. Like, yeah. so anyway, I was like, "Yeah, of course, yes, I'll do this." So that was the goal. We we're gonna learn like ten songs, book a show with a band at Tailgaters, one night only, and it was it. And I was like, "Okay, who are we gonna get for this?" So I was talking to Dan Russell from Heavy Craft. Okay, yeah, yeah. He, he was my drummer, monster dude. drummer. Yeah, he moved to Nashville. So oh, yeah, that's right. Before he left, though, I mean, he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll do it. Because Dan and I had played Foo Fighters songs together for years and years and years. Equally big Foo Fighters fan. And then we're like, okay, we'll do that. We had talked about maybe grabbing one or two other guitar players, and we were going to start jamming. So then finally we decided, okay, Jake Cody would be a good one, because he also loves Foo Fighters. Good guitar player. You know, he would he would fit perfectly. So we got in a room, and I think the four of us jammed maybe once over at Jake's place. Really? It was Facebook Live, too, I remember. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. Was nice. it really? Well, you did one of them. You did a song or so okay. down in, yeah. It may have been. Well, anyway, so we're jamming out, right? And then, like, it, it turns out that was kind of right in the, the time where Ian is, like, Soul Sherpa is blowing oh, up. Yeah, They're right. booking I don't everything. Have time for this They're anymore. doing their album and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and, you know... I mean, it was always meant to be a one-band thing, but I started talking to Jake a little more and started to talk to Dan, and I was like, we could make a band out of this. This doesn't have... To, it's a lot of work for one night Yeah, only, that's right? kind of what we started way thinking. Too much. That's way too much. So then we're like, okay, so Dan and Jake and I are kind of jamming out, and then Dan moves to Nashville, and right. it's like, great. I guess who, it is only going to be one who night. Who <laughs> am I going to find around here that can play that stuff on the drums that isn't playing in Pork Tornadoes? Already, mm-hmm. there's not many Whoa. of those. I know. Is there, is there more than one drummer in Pork Tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> it's a rotating thing. No, but rotating so I was scene. like, okay, who are we gonna do? So I put out that little yeah. that thing on Facebook. Is like, all right, who wants to be in this Foo Fighters band? And then Shane and Rich are like, yeah, we'll do it. Sounds good. And like, you like, guys really? Oh, you want to be in my band? It was the night that Rich joined. I was at Inch practice, and Chris is like, <laughs> hey, they need a bass player for that Foo band, and I was like. 
hell no. I'm not doing another band. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I can't stand band. Jeremy. I actually wonder, Jane, because you've been in so many different types of bands, and I mean, you're. But I'm a huge Foo Fighters right, fan. Right, right. Yeah. And and so I thought that'd be so cool, and then uh, Chris said that, and then Rich called me, or he sent me a text. <laughs> I need you after practice, <laughs> Shane. Do you know of any bass player? I mean, <laughs> you knew exactly what he was getting at. Yeah, I got to go to. And I was like, "Are you really in?" And I took a picture of myself flipping him off and sent it to him. So, and that was it. And that was it. It was it was history. We got that message from Rich too, and and Jake texted me and he goes, "Oh my god, I can't believe Rich Breck wants to do this because I mean that guy is a monster on the, the drum. One of the yeah. more solid drummers. I around. had to apologize to him. I was like, "Dude, this is just Foo Fighters. This is below this, your we're level. We're not playing like dream theater stuff. <laughs> there are no. You have like, too many drums for." Yeah, yeah, we're not playing like eleven eight time signatures. This is this only is... like a five or six drum kit <laughs> yeah. kind of band. This yeah. is like Max. radio dad rock. And yeah. so the first time we got together and jam with Rich, he's like, Oh man, I'm he's kind of a perfectionist about oh, drum yeah. parts and stuff. And he's like, Oh man, I'm really sorry. I had some time to look over a couple of these songs, but it might be kind of rough. And then we start playing everything. Every <laughs> single fill. Sorry about that mid I, I that quarter note was a little yeah, off in that one fill serious. on that one song. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Like I'm not even nearly as close to having these ready as you are, and I've been practicing them for months. I, I mean I, I definitely want to applaud you guys because I think you pull it off super well. I think you're, the people you pick for your band are incredible. And it's amazing, too. I think maybe why there are so many tribute bands popping up is because they saw your instant success. I mean, you guys did it right. You build it right. You picked a good band. You, you set up a show, and you just nailed it. And, I mean, you guys have been nailing it. And I, I think we talked about this on another episode is that, like, let's say you guys took that same lineup and go, we're a hard rock cover band, or, or we're just a this is the type of genre music we're going to play, you wouldn't have gotten that crowd right away. Do you, uh, you know, because something about, uh, and I'm not calling it a gimmick or a shtick, but is people know exactly what they're going to get as opposed to they've never heard your band before and they're like, well, they play a bunch of different bands and they cover a bunch of songs. If it's Foo Fighters, you're going to go right into it right away knowing what it is. And that's what's so sellable. You're going to have instant mm-hmm. success. Then you guys can go anywhere you want. In the country it and book itself, a show, yeah. Yeah. it automatically promotes itself. Where other bands have to work at that. Like e- even us, we struggle. You know, we've got a good fan base, but we don't have the like. This is how. This is what this band is. Yeah, and you're gonna love it. It's yeah. like we don't know what that is. So going to new venues and new towns is hard. But you guys can go mm-hmm. wherever you want, and I think that's the beauty of having some sort of a gimmick, which yeah. maybe tribute bands is a gimmick, but it sure shit works. It's just fun. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a blast. You know, and, and it's, I will say though, I think the other, the other part of this that seems to be working out really well for us, and this is the first time for me I've been in a band situation like this where every single member has been so proactive about every part yeah. of it. I don't think there's a thing. I mean, I know you guys have talked about this on other podcasts where you tend to end up with one person. I know in your case, Mike, you guys have done a really good job of delegating mm-hmm. the different responsibilities. It wasn't always like that, though. But it doesn't work that way no. naturally. No. Right. It took a right. lot. That was 10 years in the making yeah. but to I get that. But I think what's really interesting is with this band, this is the first time that all four of us have been that guy in our separate bands. That's incredible. Because, I mean... Shane does graphic oh, yeah. design. I mean, you do Shane, all kinds of marketing media guy stuff. for most bands, and yeah. And I mean, all of us did that. And on top of that, I think all of us have been in bands around here that have played enough that people know us. I mean, you know, Shane's still playing all the time, and like, we kind of had all that working for us when we started. The, I think the biggest thing for us now is that our first couple of gigs were awesome and it was like whoa there's a Foo Fighters tribute bill like everybody loves Foo Fighters let's go check oh, it yeah. out oh and I know all these great musicians this right. is going to be awesome right but now you know it's it's trying to figure out a way to keep that relevant right. and so I think for us it's been a lot of like trying to strategically book gigs out of town and stuff. totally out of town so that we're not always here all the time and you guys said something I think Shane you said that uh, you guys have already played a couple shows out of town and they've been you know, places where you've never been and you don't have a crowd, well, you but never yeah, know people what's going to happen when you do yeah. that. And mm-hmm. our first one out of town actually was, I think, the night before Easter. Yes, it was the night before <laughs> Easter. Oh, yeah. And it was with a couple, you know, a couple bands from yeah. around here, Terrapin and Heavy... Heavyweight. Heavyweight. Heavyweight, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was a Same great Kester. time, but it was the night before Easter. Yeah. So that place it's was still, just empty. Yeah. And so we're like, this isn't going to be easy. And then our next show 
was Burlington at the Washington, and it right? Yeah, and you said, duh, because people said, oh, this sounds awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've never seen a Foo Fighter. I've never so, seen Foo Fighters. So don't book a show the night before Easter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true. You, that leads. I've, I just wrote down some notes, but like this conversation can go anywhere. But one of the things I learned a long time ago was to look ahead. Find other bands in the area that are that are doing well. Find any giant national acts that are coming through town. Write down Hawkeye football home games on your calendar. Mm, I will yeah. do that every year. And I will whenever someone's asking me to book a show, I will reference all of that stuff. Yeah. That that's a good point. Shane, do you remember when we played at Spicoli's in Waterloo? Yeah. And there was some huge band. That sold out. Well, McElroy. there was some band that they were like a cover band that thought. thought I know, they could, and we're sitting there like, <laughs> wait, what? Where is everybody? They thought they could fill the McElroy auditorium, yeah. and, and we're we're doing Foo Fighters music, and they're like, like where are the there's people? this cover band playing a McElroy some shit act cover band, and they have some weird name. That yeah, has it was to do with like food. The, I think they're the sausage I think I twisters or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and it ruined yeah. the night. Yeah. It just totally I mean, ruined it. I see what's going but on here. Cool I see what's going on here. Was just shit talking that band. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're like, we're here for Foo Fighters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real though. That's a perfectly good example. And you guys are like, I mean, I think every band like we're. I went through our whole schedule so many times, and I'm just dreading the day that like we're playing. At Gators or something, and it's like poor tornadoes down at the amphitheater at the Cell Center, and we're like, oh great, here well, we go. Or, or <laughs> you know, Elizabeth von Presley is. Yeah, you I mean, know. The, yeah. Or, or you know, I mean, I'm the first person to go through if if Ed Sheeran announces a tour or Taylor Swift announces any any band that will bring ten to twenty thousand people, and it's in the five hour range of our city. I put that on our calendar. Yeah, because you book one like. The next night or something, or, or maybe, or they just book, completely book a show forty-five minutes before that one starts, so everyone goes. <laughs> and for free beer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I just I think that's there's something to be said, and and maybe our as our group continues to get bigger and better, yeah. like we all are together on this to go listen. This band's playing a show on this date. You may want to rethink playing a show that date and mm-hmm. do it a different one. Mm-hmm. Well, or I was just at least try to steer clear of like if we want to do a Fresh Fighter show, and I yep. know Inch Seventy Five totally. playing a show. We we basically won't even book you, a show. That you're night. saying you won't do a Foo Fighters show if Inch Seventy Five is playing. If the they're same playing night? somewhere else in town. The same night. Yeah, then yeah. We're like maybe Black the Sun. Wait, don't you play in those bands? <laughs> so wait, you, you, you can be in two places at once. I don't. Dang. Yeah, it was. A it's joke. a it's a wireless thing. Oh, okay. We just yeah, gotta yeah, sync yeah. up our holograms. Yeah. I see. I see. I see. <laughs> we're strictly playing with LED video walls of ourselves. I will do yeah. a quick unsolicited shout out to uh, this podcast. I've been listening to at least 80% of them so far. Sweet. Um, and the thing I've noticed since the day we all got together at Chrome Horse and sat in that room and just shot shit and had a good yeah. time, um, people are going to shows, uh, don't each you other's think so? shows. Like Musicians are supporting other yeah. acts, and I'm, I get feedback about it. People are like, hey, I noticed you were at this show and then I saw so-and-so at that show and everyone's, you know, coming out and checking each other out and there's become a, com- a com- camaraderie yeah. that's been birthed in this area and I think it's just going to get better and it, better. Don't and, don't you love it when you look at your plane and you look out and you see somebody that you know and respect in, in the music scene that's there that's like, I mean, that, that's... Yeah. Not that's just one, but like yeah. five or yeah. six of them, you know? And yeah. I think that also makes the general public go, well, th- these guys are good musicians, and they like these guys, so I like these guys. Sure. It's it's a super cool thing. It makes cool shout-outs really take a long time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need an extra five minutes on yeah. your set. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was thinking about it on the way over here. Going to, I was thinking about going to that meeting at Chrome and how it was like negative 10 degrees, and, and I was getting all this... Um, for the most part, people are saying, yeah, let's do this, let's do this. But there were a couple people that, mostly older guys, that were like, we've done this before, it never works. And I'm like, well, you know what? Like, you tried it, now let us try it, old man. Right. Like, What do you have to lose? Yeah, yeah who right. cares, right? We do have a lot more tools at our fingertips, like podcasts and social media. And oh, But yeah. I, think, I think everybody was ready for something. And, you know, we're not going to please everybody and... And we planted a seed. Now it's just yeah. watching it grow. Now it can just get a little better, you know? People just keep promoting, you know, yeah. other bands. I see people on social media. We're not playing tonight, but this band, this band, this band, and this band are playing tonight. Go out mm-hmm. and check them out. And, and I, I'm like, that is so cool. And Bands I think, don't do that. No. You know? And I think we should keep promoting the Iowa Live Music, that app, 
because like the more the general public gets the hold of the Iowa Live Music app, yeah, I that's the only. If I'm off on Friday night, I go, I click on it and I go, okay, cool. I like that band. I've, I haven't seen that band. I want to see those, and I just I'll plan out a route and go see some shows. Yeah, Isn't there a database too that he's he yeah, he's compiling like the list of bands in the area too, so that that uh, venues can search for bands and. Yeah. So that's awesome. maybe we that's need to so jointly cool. one day as every musician in our group just makes a status about it and says, yeah. hey, if you like live music, check this out. You know? Max has been doing that shit for a yeah. long oh, yeah. time. Too. Max, yeah, yeah I, I think I met Max seven years ago, and that was not the beginning of what he'd been doing. So he, No, he's a show, everyone's show. Yeah. He goes on bar crawls and watches everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's he's wild. pretty awesome. So what do you guys think, um, for the most part, Jeremy, you've mostly only been in original music bands, right? Well, I mean, when I was in Helferstout, we started as a cover band only. And that yeah. band was a little unique because we started, we, we pulled a fast one over on them. We, like, were a cover, <laughs> we were a cover band forever, and it was going really well. And then we're like, what if we started writing our own songs and then sneak them in so they don't know? That's the move. It's and classic. eventually, it was like more and more. We'd just be like, thank you, that was ACDC. Now here's one that we wrote. And then just like play that, <laughs> and then everyone would be like, yeah, okay, I remember that. You know, that was a good song. I remember song. that Led Zeppelin song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and totally. it was like, you know, that was one of our originals. And then it became like we were doing more and more and more of that. And then we just slowly, somehow, everyone was like, wait, we're here to see an original band now? I thought this was still. <laughs> so that worked out pretty well. And then from there, it was, yeah, Heavy Craft was originals. Um, you know, I mean, Holy Mammoth is this sort of thing where Jacob and I just. Like we we've played one show. Yeah. We did like a house rager, but that's been more about like recording and releasing music just as just cuz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's let's really write the fun. heaviest riff we possibly can and then record it. Uh, yeah, and I mean Jacob is like Okay, this is another. We're going to be just be doing shout outs. This is the I shout like out this. episode. This is the yeah. like being on stage when all the musicians yeah. are there and you got to shout out to them. Jacob Willenborg is he's my cousin. So, I mean, I am a little biased, but the stuff that that dude writes is Pure insanity. Drummer, if, correct. If you, well, everything. He's, he oh, does just everything. Really? Everything. Yeah. And I mean, he's a guitar player, bass. He he's not a vocalist, but he has. If you haven't checked out his solo project called Hairless Monk, yeah, cool on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Instrumental album. He's got three full albums now. Really? Of like yeah. the wow. proggiest, most insane. Really? I mean, yeah. it's incredible. Like I don't know how he puts that stuff together and. The stuff he's doing with Faces Turned Ashen, yeah. their new album, I've heard a few tracks off of that. Sounds great. And he, he does all. He wasn't of the, the original member of Faces Faces Turned Ashen, was he? I think he was the second. He was the second yeah. guy. He was, second yeah. drummer, maybe even third. He was in Leviathans when yeah, I first saw right. Ryan yeah. sound for him, yep. and so they were playing total prog type stuff, and mm-hmm. and then he moved to Faces, and I was like, wow, what a what a switch of music, you know, more yeah, more yeah. just rock. But and, he totally uh, took. Oh, I mean, like he, can, he, he and Dustin doing that dual writing yeah. stuff, like yeah. It's his real genius work to me, I think, is like in his production because he's able to, you know, I mean, using all these crazy recording techniques and stuff, and he's really he makes it sound good. It's yeah. so good because you can write the best song in the world, but if it's not produced well and mm-hmm. and doesn't sound good, I mean, it it, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle, right? Yeah, exactly, and that's a big thing too. I mean, I think for a lot of if we want to touch on things to help, especially original bands, it's like having. A good sounding mm-hmm. mix for your music is, you know, especially nowadays where you get your first impression after five seconds. Oh yeah, that's all you have. Yeah. You <laughs> that's know? it. Because then, Spotify is too easy to just say click next. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 yeah. What I was getting at, I mean, what what is it like now getting back into playing cover music? Well, I mean, I mean what, what are the differences you're seeing from like yeah. when you were straight up originals? I love playing originals. Yeah. I, it's two different types of satisfaction because when you're playing originals, it's like, yes, I'm out here. I'm sharing my craft with people. This is what I've spent, Your you know, craft. hard yeah, work. I was going to say that. This I was going to look at my heavy you. craft. Now, it's, <laughs> you know, hard work that you put into writing these songs and practicing them and, and doing all this stuff. And then like. It gets a little discouraging. I mean, if you're if you don't automatically have that fan base, and especially going from covers to originals back to covers, you know, after playing a few heavy craft gigs at Tailgaters, it's like you just don't draw automatically like you do. But then, you know, playing that Foo Fighters show is like oh, show number one. Five hundred yeah, people show fun. up, you sold out. Yeah, and the week before you had mixtape who blew it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that was like 
two or three weeks of just... just oh, man. yeah, that whatever that couple period of time was, yeah. that tailgaters was on fire. It mm-hmm. really was. It was a good good season for that. And, and now I think summer kind of always, when it gets warm outside, it kind of slows down a little bit. Then I think we'll start to see it kicking in again. Yeah, I bet soon. we will. Mm-hmm. Summer's always tough because there's just so much going on. People are taking vacations. Mm-hmm. There's out-of-town shows. There's just more sh- What is there, like seven venues in town that do outdoor shows mm-hmm. at the exact same time? And, and growing. <laughs> yeah, I, if not more. I've from bars that haven't done it before, and they're doing it this they're year. Like, yeah, like, we're, we got a flatbed trailer. And they're all doing it on Friday. It's just like, what? <laughs> I, I almost wish the bar scene in the venues would do something like we're doing. I mean, because they're, they're almost hurting each other by yeah. all Uptown Friday nights, Cedar River Landing, Rumors, Chrome. Every if everyone has a band from six to ten on a Friday night, yeah. and there's only so many people that actually want to go out. Yeah, I don't, it, it I don't thins know. It, it out. Yeah, it really thins it, hurts it out. Everyone. Yeah. But granted, they're in it to make money, so I mean, they got to do what they got to do. But um, Shane, I mean, you've been you've been like a very long tenured musician in so many different types of bands. How have you seen like the Cedar Rapids scene in general change, ebb and flow? What state do you think it's in right now? I don't know. I, like I said just a few minutes ago of what I feel is happening right now just amongst the musicians. So like back when I first moved here, we had come from the West Coast playing original music. We were fortunate enough that all but screaming caught on, and people. All but screaming it. was huge, and we got we were the only real original. I mean, there was there was Town Crier. We got to right. play a lot of shows, yep. but they were out of town, so totally. we we'd go play with them. They come play with us. We bring in bands from Minneapolis and share bills. So a lot of that stuff I don't see quite as much happening, where people are traveling from other states and you know, and then trading shows because we used to trade shows with was, guys in Minneapolis the all the time. You'd get on MySpace and you'd say, "We really want to play a show in Bozeman, Montana." Yeah. find said band that you like in Bozeman, Montana and switch and say, yeah. you come to Iowa City, we got your show. And they put us up at their houses. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it was great. So that that part, you know, so when I joined Black the Sun and uh, honestly, the flood was probably one of the peak times for, that crazy? for bands. Like after the flood, the town came together. Um, I think people were hungry for music. A lot of the bars had closed mm-hmm. um, just because of the flood. So everyone kind of swarmed to the bars that were still intact yeah and so to me that was a peak time that's when inch 75 was filling third street live you know um i mean a lot of bands were doing well you know you had thud you had downward fall you had black the sun you had josh meisner band was josh playing meisner back band. then actually that was about when uh helfer stout was Yo, yeah yeah that was about right scene. right on the same spot and so that was a real peak i think in this town and then I, f- I feel like we went through a little lull. Mm-hmm. When I say a lull, I don't mean like it wasn't good, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like that. And we'd always reference that time frame. But now I'm starting to see it swell up again, but I see it in a different way. Like I say, I, I think the musicians are coming together. and It's like we have to, you know? And I think that's how it's going to work maybe this time. So, Do you think, since you've been through it, do you think the thing that killed the music scene from the that, that golden era... Do you think it was video? Video killed yeah. the radio star. Oh, that's oh, what I thought. See, yeah, see, see what he's doing there? You're too young, AJ. You don't know about that. I am that. not. <laughs> no, I know no, why. Do you think not? I am not. I am not. Do you think it's uh, Do you think it's the fact that cover charge went away? I, I, you know what? I'm probably not the guy on that because I did hear a lot of that. I came after cover. Ch- I mean, Muddy Waters had a cover charge, so I guess well, there it, was. But Third Street Live, charge at cocktails. All. I guess you're right. There was a lot of bars charging a cover. Yeah. And people didn't bat a fucking eye. They just no, said, No, I agree. Bah. I think that it was a good thing. But I'm yeah. just saying that I I think I was just a little bit after the... Right. The, I was as it was starting to wane, right. you know? So, mm-hmm. but... It's hard to say. I, I do think that had a big say, because now people are just... In Cedar Rapids, especially, are just taking it for granted that they can go out and see music whenever they want. They can... They don't have to invest... They they walk into a bar and they're like, look, this band sucks. They leave. Where if you're if you're paying money to get in there, you're going to stick it out. You're That's gonna, the thing. They'll stay. Yeah. You'll stay, especially if you're not downtown next to three bars. Yeah. yeah. If you're across town, like that's why cocktails I feel totally worked. because once you were out once there, you got there, you were there. That's you true. Mm-hmm. And so, but that brings up an interesting point because, you know, I think another big part of it, and not saying this is a bad thing at all, but with the way that the drinking and driving laws are there's a lot of people now that aren't staying out as late for that specific reason i mean if you're downtown in the new bow area and you've got four or five bars that all have stuff going on you can hop around and spend the whole night there but you know if you're going to one bar 
you're probably not going to drive home. I mean, I guess with Uber and stuff now, but I always just kind of wondered if that would hurt the draw if you're in kind of an isolated place versus like a you know a really populated area like downtown. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it's weird though because cocktails we always had really good shows out there always. too. But it it kind of started to change a little it bit did. out there, and then mm-hmm. they went a different direction. But I'm just saying like nothing lasts forever at a place, you know. So. Mm. Even cold like November November rain. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll H- have an episode H-A, in the future uh, where we only talk in music quotes. Yeah. yeah. And maybe we'll uh, have to do some like newer bands to. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Because right, right. AJ see. does. Yeah. That, that's an old song. Over my head. <laughs> <laughs> I think or, it, after you say, you have to say the band reference. Yes. Immediately go. That AJ. Yeah. That was a Guns N' Roses song. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'll write that one down. <laughs> because there'll be bands that you say that we won't recognize. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. We won't know. Well, I'll recognize yeah. them. I'm just well versed in. You kind of are. Except for you? anything in the '80s. Oh, who listens to '80s music? I we'll do see a lot. '80s are awesome. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I listen to a lot of '80s music. Yeah, actually, I listen to '80s. <laughs> do you think too. the one decade that would be impossible to have a tribute band is probably like the '80s? I'd say like the '30s. Do you have three synth guys? Eighteen forty-two. Impossible. Think about the '80s. Like, how many songs? How many one-hit wonders did the '80s bring? Yeah. Where like that's your prime real estate for tribute bands. Though. I, There's like a million uh, of those. They're 80s. mostly all well, hair bands. Though. Just call it's your band hair. one-hit wonder well, and I just guess do that era. Mixtape is actually in a good spot right now. Yeah, they chose I guess a genre when I say tribute band, really like, there's, well. there's so many of those, like you were saying, one-hit wonders that you wouldn't want to be a tribute of well, uh, men without hats or, or flock of seagulls. Yes, I would. Flock well, of but seagulls. you're only going to have like two songs to play. <laughs> yeah, That's it. You know? Oh, wait, Men at Work. Maybe. Yeah, 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 Men at Work. Yeah. Men at Work or mm-hmm. uh, Tears for Fears. Devo. Lips Inc. And just yeah. play Funky Town over and over again. There you go. <laughs> Was that 80s? I don't know. I'm don't a youngin. I'm pretty sure that was 80s. Anyway. Well, well, and to get back to the gimmick shtick thing, like even if it's not a, a tribute band where we strictly p- play Foo Fire songs, like uh, you've heard of the band out of Chicago called uh, Spasmatics. Yes. Yep. They, they specifically do 80s new wave songs, mm-hmm. and they dress like they're nerds. And like, I mean, it's about as low as you can reach down on the pole to go, well, we... We dress up in super weird costumes, and we only play '80s new wave. But they can go anywhere. They're they're a franchise. Mm-hmm. They, they, like they, ones, they are spasmatics: Chicago, Miami, New York, Las Vegas, San Diego. Oh my! And wow. what they do is they play the exact same set list. They dress up the exact same way. And if if the drummer from Miami can't make a show, the drummer from Chicago flies down. I just there. got an idea. Right. Wow. Let's do a Pork Tornadoes franchise. We've been talking about it, man. You can't take that from us. <laughs> they'll be the Cedar Rapids one, and then we'll start the Iowa City one. <laughs> it's going to be a little further away than that. But we won't have beards. No, you don't have to. Oh, okay. Ooh, but like, wow. you, you can almost you can almost make, if you go out of town a lot, if you guys go to like a Chicago or a Twin Cities, like every cover band has a terrible, terrible, terrible name, and they they dress up in weird costumes and like but that's what they want mm-hmm. out of out of the cover band scenes in those areas yeah. and and I did read an article um, the other day that it was from Chicago specifically it said why do the same five bands play all the big summer festivals in Chicago mm. and it was talking about how there's just a lack of people need to know once they know your name and they know you're good they'll continuously go to see you mm-hmm. and there's just not been any other bands that can like break through that mold and I kind of think that's how Cedar Rapids is. Because hmm. if you think about it, Cedar Rapids has to know your name. They have to know that you've been playing for multiple years mm-hmm. before they will even like remotely give you a shot to go see you. And the really sad thing about that is it's absolutely not for a lack of talent. No. It has nothing to do with the talent. Because there are so many, so many talented bands and musicians around. It's insane. I mean, every time I see a new band, I'm like... <clears throat> Who are all these people, and why are they so good at their instruments? <laughs> yeah. And why is no one here? Yeah. Well, and we complain because of venues and stuff. But if you go to any other town, you can't find ten music venues. There's no. like I don't know how many live venues in this there's town. It seems lot. like there's a new one every week, which could be part of the problem. But I mean, this place embraces uh, live music. Yeah. They really do, and they also em- embrace cover bands. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. some. Some bigger cities, you know, you have your places you can go see tribute bands and stuff, but but that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I was on uh, the Poopies website. Have you played there? Uh, Poopies. Yeah. Where's that at? Real classy joint. 
Yeah. Poop, yeah. Poopies. Actually, they're right next to peepees. P e w p p y s. Poopies. Yeah. But it's in northern Iowa. Nice. I've heard of it a, a lot. I mean, uh, I think they got a... But they have a, a big name for yeah. tribute bands. So, like, I went on their website the other day, and they have, in the next, just till September, 15 to 20. Yeah. And you name it, there's a tribute band for it. Well, and, and let mm-hmm. me ask you this. What what are what were uh, cover charges? 10 bucks? I don't know. I'm sure that they're, it's pretty 15 big. 15 bucks? You can tell they're established. Yeah, and people won't bat an eye to pay money yeah. anywhere else other than Cedar Rapids. When we played Burlington... At the Washington, what was, the, what was your ticket price? Fifteen dollars at the Didn't door. Didn't bat an eye. And Sounds here's awesome. Here's the other thing: they had tables out on the floor. Yeah. Reserved tables were fifty bucks. They sold every single one of them. Well, like, why doesn't that happen here? I don't know. Yeah, there's something to be said about small towns. Okay, there's entertainment that small towns beg for entertainment. Yeah, and the now, Washington's like the only venue around yeah. that's nice like that. I mean, Southeast Iowa, I'm from Southeast Iowa, I'm from Mount Pleasant, and I mean, when they have their, you know, uh, rock on the square and stuff like that, people show up for that. As long as they got somewhere that they can buy some beer and there's something to entertain them, they will go out with their friends. You know, that's just the way it is down there. You'll, It will happen, but... It, you don't see a lot, like, people wait for very specific times of the year for it to happen. It just doesn't happen all the time. Like, it kind of does up here. It does. You know? It's everywhere. And yeah. so, uh, w- out there, though, like, those smaller towns, I think, honestly, especially a tribute band, cover band, if you tell them, this is what we cover, and la, 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 like, you, it's gold mine out there in those smaller towns. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You know, Bill, Bill's grabbing his, come on, Cletus, let's yeah. go down and yell Freebird at this band. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's what they're doing. Yeah. That's the only place for it. But there's entertainment, there's beer and, or, you know, whatever they want to drink. And that's good enough for them to get out. So. Yeah. Yeah. But then you go to a bigger city, Des Moines, people, uh, we charged 15 bucks for our last show at Woolies and didn't bad an eye, sold out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there, there's just no... People don't care. They they, they don't mm-hmm. care. But for some reason, Cedar Rapids. I don't know. Maybe we'll never figure that out. Mm-hmm. But a couple guys are starting to throw a little cover charge here and there. You, just well, out of you guys, you guys recently did that at uh, Tailgaters, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with I think we did, and I think uh, uh, Slap did. and Tickle did Inch as well. Did. And so far, I, I talked to Kale after all those shows, and I said, "How did that work out?" And he said, "This attendance was slightly lower." But he said the band made more than they would have made, and we made more than we would have made. Well, it also helped the bar pay for the exactly. band. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that, and that's because then the bar doesn't have to worry as much, and yeah. I don't know. Do you think, uh, as a tribute band, do you have to think about, like, territories? Like, do you guys have, like, you don't want to encroach on any other Foo Fighter well, territories? Uh, hey, guess what? Thing? There's another Foo Fighters band in Des Moines. <laughs> There's yeah. probably another one somewhere else in yeah, the state, too, right? So they've, many they've blocked us, though. Really? Not blocked us, up. but they... They basically said, this is our territory? No, they didn't say it. They just played Woolies okay. in February or something when we were just starting to happen. Mm. And uh, so we tried to get into Woolies, and I even know owners yeah. and stuff, but yeah. it was because they had already just had this... We band. sort of already had we, a Foo, we Fire have our Foo Fighters band. band, you know. It's like, yeah. well, so we're just gonna have to like plaster plaster our promo videos and stuff all over their page and hope that they'll just just <laughs> they'll uh, boost a post specifically in Des Moines for the next year. There Spend you like a thousand dollars at just going. Yeah, oh, it was Premier Foo Fighters band. Boom, 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 boom. Boom. <laughs> it would actually probably work. It then, probably then, would. Then when they get to the other band, they're like, "This isn't what we. This thought isn't it was. the band we wanted." Disappointed. Yeah, Where then we'd just they? be accidentally doing advertising for the other yeah. Foo Fighters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I heard there was a Foo Fighters band. <laughs> yeah, I, I always kind of wondered that because, like, you know, if you uh, if you're just a cover band, like you can, you know, granted, cover bands play all the same songs for the most part, but you know, uh, if you're a specific Foo Fighters. There, there's not many bands. I was trying to think the other day of at what point do you get to the end of the tribute bands, you know, because they're... Go look at the Poopies website. Really? So there's just... So many, man. There, to me, there, there's not... There's only so many, though, because yeah. you have to pick a band that has, what, at least 20 well-known songs? We're going to start a Greta Van Fleet tribute band. Okay. Are we now? They haven't even started a... They haven't even... They Put haven't even. Yeah. Yet. People yeah. don't even know who they are. Yeah. We're going to do a Greta Van Fleet band that's going to cover Led Zeppelin that covers in the style of Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> yeah. yes. Okay. Yes. In oh, the style of Foo Fighters. Right. You know the territory oh. thing though. I think you could maybe start to have like you know battles 
You know, Ooh. There you go. The Foo Fighter Ooh. bands have all come to Cedar Rapids. You have to for play the battle. three songs. Yeah. The yeah. same three songs. <laughs> the same three songs. Jeez. Oh, Could you imagine? And then at the end, you can come together and you guys can all play. Uh, Rock and roll uh, all night. So you're telling me yeah. you yeah. want to learn get, to fly. You want to get fly. in a room with ten dudes <laughs> pretending to be Dave Grohl, yes. screaming in a microphone. One hundred percent. Yeah, there was some like, like small European town. town. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's some small European town that they did that. I mean, I think it could work for you That's guys. True. Yeah. We, we don't have to play music. We could just fight. Oh, oh yeah, wow, yeah. I didn't yeah. say anything about playing music. Yeah, that's I, true. It's just like gangs. That's you know. my advantage. I'm I'm the tallest. Yeah. Dude, you've got to have the longest reach. I look anybody. intimidating. Yeah. Even though I you never whip somebody in the eye with your dreads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, just start spinning like a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> but what you were saying about where does the the line end with tribute bands? I don't know if it does. And I think it's because there's so many different levels of tribute band. Like you can have. The easiest type of tribute band to do is you just play their songs, and you don't necessarily try and sound like them or look like them or anything, but you just play the songs yeah. for other people that enjoy that play music. Them well. In homage to them, yeah. yeah. The next step up Homage. is you know Homage. those bands that like. Um, there's, a, there's like, a Beatles tribute band that well, or, where they dress even, just like them. Even and, yeah, even not quite that level. Like you've got bands like Brit Floyd, yeah, that sound. And there's a there's a Led Zeppelin one yeah. that sound identical. I mean, their whole purpose is to sound as close Close your eyes at the show and assume you're there yeah those also do really well and then you start getting into the bands like um you know the the ramones band the ramones that's that's what i was getting at because they dress like them and they act like you haven't seen the ramones band what's the name of the ramones they're called shock treatment that's right yeah and you would never i mean ramones is one of those bands where it's like yeah i know i think i know some of their songs i mean they play the, okay, I saw Ramones, rock and roll high school. It's like <laughs> yeah. Ramones songs are all average about a minute and a half long, and so have they have songs. like an hour set. And I saw his set list when we played with them. <laughs> sixty songs. There's sixty songs on that. Jeez. I mean, it's like I'm out. multiple <laughs> giant poster sized pages. And but dude, they they play all the same guitars. They dress just like them. Te- technically, they play the guitars the way that the Ramones right. play. Yeah, the all guy who's doing and... Johnny Ramone, all downstrokes. I mean, they got the same gear. And I talked to Ryan, who's the yeah. the Joey Ramone. Awesome dude. I mean, talk about motivated. That guy is like, he is on 100%. He just, this is the only thing he thinks about. Is oh, just he's all about forward. it. Like, super into the marketing. And I mean, if you're going to be a Ramones tribute band, because it, it doesn't have that built-in crowd like right. Foo Fighters. That's or, super true. Mm-hmm. That's super true. I mean, he is busting. I mean, I'm sure the other guys are, too. It's just every time I talk to Ryan, I'm always surprised at how much work he does. Like, he goes out and finds the same gear that they use. Like wow. when we saw him, he had just custom painted one of those gigantic backdrop sheets, bought huge piece of fabric and like painted the size of the Whalen banner or the size you and hand painted the huge Ramon seal really on it. Well. I mean, the guy is like, like you know, what, what company did you pay to, to screen print this? No, I painted like, that by I my did hand. This in my garage. What? No, you didn't, uh, dude. And and he is all about it. Uses the same vocal mic as Joey wow. Ramon. They have the stage presence yeah. down, the bass player, and like. It's really impressive. Well, I, I heard a story about uh, one of the more famous Beatles tribute bands. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of them, but they not only dress like them and look like them, but they they go as far as to pretend that they are them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they they talk about things on stage, mic banter mm-hmm. of things that actually happened to the Beatles, as if it happened to them. Yeah, like that's a whole nother realm. Well, that, man. I mean, I think the Beatles would be one of the toughest ones because the it? really good ones go through the whole. I mean, the Beatles stopped touring halfway yeah, through their yeah. career, oh, yeah. and like these guys are playing all the songs. They're playing Pepper the songs stuff. that the Beatles never played live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know, I, that's the thing. There's so many different levels, and depending on how much effort you want to put into it, um, you know, I think the nice thing about Foo Fighters for us is that those guys have built a reputation of just jamming out their songs. Totally. And so you can really do whatever you want with those tunes. I mean, we've got several of them that we. You can take liberties, and, and well, it's no, not going to offend anybody. The Foo Fighters. To the normal everyday Foo Fighter fan, are pretty faceless. Oh yeah, for other the most than part. Taylor Hawkins and Dave Grohl. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can sit there and go, oh, I maybe Pat Smear, but I mean, a lot of people that listen to the radio don't know what they look like no. except for mm-hmm. Dave Grohl. I told the people at my office when I joined them, I just joined a Foo Fighters band. They're food fight. What food fighter? Oh, the food, food fighters. Food I mean, fighters. And, okay. Oh, is that on the? So believe it or not, there's even people that don't even. It's have true. A clue. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of that mid tier. 
So for, the the ones that you can actually dress up and look like are more of the face bands, like you know, like, like Prince. Or, uh, yeah, or, or yeah, or Kiss, or yeah, you have to. You can't Ramones, be in a you can put Kiss on. tribute Motley band Crew and not band dress was up like Kiss. The other night, they did a really good yeah. job, and you know you can do that. But with Foo, you don't really have to. Yeah, do that. That's we, true. We are looking for a blonde wig for Rich, though, like the drummer awesome. and Perfect. a bro tank. That's awesome. <laughs> and also, uh, I. Uh, I need a I need a fake beard. So yeah. anyone I oh. can't grow. Yeah, a it's sort of beard. coming in. Oh. Like, Shush, Mike! Don't make fun you of my beard. It, you brought <laughs> it up on yourself. Right? Yeah, you did. Listen, I'm actually like really self conscious right now. I'm in like a room of more well formed beards than mine, and I'm getting even a little, young old AJ even, over here. Look at AJ's, AJ's got like, only the mustache got going on. Exactly. Like, gosh, you know, I'm I'll actually feeling like really intimidated right now. So five years ago, it would have been I would have been had nothing. I had nothing. They I I was given lots of crap because I had no facial dude, hair. Dude, you know, that, that the means thing. there's hope. There's yeah. hope for you. It's like, I can do every, I can grow my hair out, I can get the same guitar, I can wear the same clothes. I am the one guy in a Foo Fighters band that needs to have a beard. And you can't get it. And I am <laughs> the only guy in that band that can't grow a beard. <laughs> you have to think old every school single Dave one of Grohl, these. though. He didn't yeah. have a beard his whole time. Yeah, come well, on yeah, now, man. Okay. Just, yeah, which era Dave Grohl are you? you yeah. know? It doesn't He's matter. He's mixing to cover them all. Yeah. yeah. Sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just go with that. <laughs> just, just I mean, what find, am I doing? Find the goat. Find the goat. Like, you can color this. Just get some just for men. The goat. If just there was for like, men. Just for men, Dude, and even just color your mascara. goatee. Come on, can, yeah. we, can we move on from the uh, facial thing? Mascara. Mascara. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure I brought it up, but can we just move yeah. past it? I, I did have something I wanted to bring up with you because most of the guests we've had in here have been here's have a specific beards. Who could grow facial hair? Is that what you're getting yeah. at, Mike? Yeah. And three, two, two one. <laughs> no, I, we we've had specific topics that we've been moving towards, so we haven't really touched on old episodes, but. I mean, you you said you've you guys have listened to the majority of the podcast. Are there is there anything any particular episode, any particular topic or thing that we said that you like really agreed with or maybe even really disagreed with? I've been wanting to ask people this a lot. I listen to Les Olhauser's episode. Like all the time, you just just on repeat. Like when I go to bed, yes. Yeah. His voice is so soothing. That dude is the coolest guy in the world. I would have to say so. Do you have and one of those little, uh, you know, water fountains next to your bed? Too, right. I could listen water. to Les Olhauser <laughs> talk Les's about voice. any subject, and he will talk about any subject, yeah. and it will. It is so soothing because that dude is like. He is number one, the real deal. Yeah. He is so good at guitar. He's probably one of the best guitar players in and then town. there's the other side of the coin. There's Kurt Burgess. <laughs> well, I feel like Kurt's better to look at than listen to. Make sure you tag him in that. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Kurt. <laughs> That'd be funny. I should tag him sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, got some, I got some feedback randomly just from people I'd see out that said that they very much disagreed with my... I think it was the last episode when I talked about how that meme that was floating around about the how, oh, so you want to mm. hire a band? Well, then you, this is why you owe us money because you have to pay for these things and lessons and insurance and, and this. Like, I, I remember that, yeah. I, yeah. Man, I am so <laughs> violently against that meme, but I had a lot of people go, but you don't understand. Like, we do a lot of things to be in a band and we need to get paid for it. It's like, but my argument is that, dude, nobody forced you to be in a band. Like you're doing this for fun, right? Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. I, the I fact could, that you can get paid to play that's in a band fucking awesome. is pretty yeah. fucking awesome. Because yeah. if you go to you can go to the golf course and you pay to play golf. Yeah. So why is music different? And you're, you put you know, money and time into golf, and you're not a pro golfer. You're just no. like a cover golfer. You're a cover <laughs> golfer. You're, you're, you're imitating you know, other you're golfers. A tribute golfer. so that's totally no. golfer. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not one of those people that okay. is vehemently in disagreement with yeah. you because I you definitely have a point. But to use that golf as an example. You know, one thing that you do have to consider is that the bar, not always, but a lot of times the bar will use the band as a way, as an advertisement to bring people out to drink more alcohol. And I know True. you touched over all of saying. this, you know. Actually, that, that point episode. was not brought up. Well, I mean, that's, you're, you're kind of working for the bar. Right. And so, I mean, I'm not somebody that believes in not getting paid at all. Yeah. Um, I oh mean, yeah, that's that's a different story. Or paying to play. I mean, that's yeah, that's, that's a bogus. whole different story. Well, that's actually a big deal. Yeah, yeah. In most big cities, you do pay to yeah. play. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and for all of us around here, it's like, oh, I'd never, I would never it's pay like, yeah, to right. play. Done it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I go mean, sell thirty tickets, or you won't make any money tonight. No, I don't uh, know anyone in this town. Go sell thirty tickets. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to be on this bill or not? Exactly. Oof. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, I think I mean I think there's there's definitely good points both ways. I think it's you know, I don't know. It's just a yeah. I I think it uh it, I'm going to try to segue this. Follow oh, yeah, me, okay? here we go. So you're talking about, like, working for the band and everything, and, yeah, like, you, they use you kind of as that gimmick or whatnot to come in. I think I think, I think, think a lot of the drama, if we're going to bring this around full circle, um, about, well, circling the tribute bands and the popping up of those things um, was kind of based around, like, the lack of work, you know, that it might take. That people think they're 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 perceived lack of work, or mm-hmm. it's like, well, you're just taking their name and now you're just using it to your own benefit and everything. It's like, well, I just think it kind of goes hand in hand. Like, there obviously dick, there's man. a ton of. <laughs> you didn't let me finish. You're not letting him talk. <laughs> obviously, there's a ton of work that goes into the tribute bands. You know what I mean? And Maybe that's more, what's cool. Right? Yeah, if yeah, you have to because like you guys are talking about, like you have the Ramones band and the Beatles bands and everything. You guys go out there and play the music extremely well and close to what the Foo Fighters do. Okay, you're and, cool. Okay, thank you. <laughs> cool and now. so, <laughs> and but and that's why uh, that's why I came because I knew I was going to get good musicians playing music that I know that I enjoy from a band that I've like on the radio. You know Mm. what I mean? But there's really probably both sides have something to stand on. on Absolutely. I think so. I think so. I can do either way, you know, you're absolutely right. We didn't have to go search catalogs of all these bands. Yeah. Just grab the greatest hits. You know, so there is stuff to it, you know, I can see where people come up with it, both sides to the story, you know? Like and and uh, so like I I don't I I I stand with you I I know that this sounds like I'm being very fence line on this but I stand with you and that it does take a lot of work and I'm glad you came and attacked us and everything too the invasion uh, of the trip too yeah. yes there's you know been, what I mean because I have seen I so much shade being thrown to well, use you know to why use a 2018 do you want to know why I will tell you why shades being thrown to you. Because you started a band and had immediate and success. And you had success well, with it. Well, I, I don't even think it was directed at us. I think no, just, but most tribute bands have had immediate yeah, success. Yeah, it's, it's just very, very... I could see that. I could see it, that. That's you why know, people don't like it. The thing for me, it's not about... It was never about attacking, taking over, making all this money and stuff. It's because we love Foo Fighters, and we love playing music, and also who cares I mean, this is Cedar Rapids. As much as we love it here, we love the <laughs> venues and all the people. This is the rec league of music scenes. <laughs> you know, we let's, do this to have I mean, fun. Real talk, man. Real this is talk. real talk, man. I mean, this is not Chicago. This is not Nashville. Nobody is is out to. Nobody to make important it super is going to be in the crowd. Yeah, I mean, we're we're here to have fun, and it's like if your idea of fun is playing originals, that's awesome. I've cool. been there. Yeah. If your idea of having fun is playing. You know, a variety of covers or playing in spandex. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We, I finally saw Slap and Tickle to, awesome, to just right? point them out, you know. Yeah. 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 Speaking of spandex and packages. They're so good. <laughs> so man. good. I mean, I'd seen them before, but I, for some reason, like, I was out and, and I just saw them and I was like, I think maybe they added a new member. This oh, shows I how. I don't think no, they that's have just actually. A sock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a member. <laughs> you're referring to the moose knuckle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the sixth member of Slap and Tickle is Kurt yeah, Burgess. Yeah, man. And they're having so much fun. And that's the thing. It's like, I finally realized, because I used to get caught up in drama and stuff like that. And I finally realized it does nobody any good. It's all about having fun. To, to quote the infamous Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force oh. it doesn't matter. None of this matters. There it is. I'm having fun. Hi, Mark. <laughs> That's the wrong movie. Probably. That's perfection. I, I will say, yeah. I know we're probably wrapping things up a little yeah. bit, but I, I, I wanted to say that uh, this town also is very em- embracing to new bands. I mean, you may not get on a bill right away, but, you know, especially with people starting to have people open for them and stuff. You know, we've been having some newer bands open for us. And if you do a good job, chances are you're going to get a gig or two here in town and to me that's you may go to a bigger town and you will never have a chance no. you know out of the gate you might work two years before you even yeah. see anything you know be a house party but in this town you you get a shot you know be, be respectful people that are really nice that put play good music and like you'll you'll do all right and treat here's one of my biggest pet peeves is people that um don't treat the bar owners oh god like they're their employer because to me 
when I'm at a bar and I'm playing, I'm like you said, you know, we are there because they brought yeah, us there. 100%. Yeah. They are paying our bill. They are, you know, all this. And so I've seen it many times where people are, you know, get attitudes towards it. And I just think my motto is when I'm there, that owner is going to feel very loved. I hug them. Yep. I might even, if it's a guy, I might be kissing no the cheek. No big deal. You know, whatever. <laughs> be, because they're they're making this happen. Yep. They're half the equation, you know. That's, that's absolutely true, man. And if you think about just in general, like the, the one of the things we've done for a long time when we've been in bars is, is like, continuously be like, make sure you're taking care of your staff. Make sure you're tipping your bartenders mm-hmm. because one of the, we talked about this on a previous episode, but to bring it back up, mm-hmm. uh, the first time we went up to Okaboji and played, um, it was, it was a pretty rough night. They gave us like one of their worst weekends of the year and number you go back a year later and you look at numbers, you're gonna be like, that band sucked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just bar sales. But, uh, when they went to book the following summer, the staff, the staff said, you book yeah. the pork tornadoes or I quit, right. you know, like you mm-hmm. have to book that band. And had we been dicks, they would have been like, yep, don't That's book that true. band again. Very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Yeah. I don't want to derail us because yeah. I think that is awesome. And I remember you mentioning that yeah. in a previous one. And I think you're totally right about, uh, you know, being kind to the, the staff and everything. Can we talk about bikes? Oh, yeah. Well, as we are wrapping up, <laughs> would you, I'm hoping this episode will get out before this upcoming weekend. Mm-hmm. So would you like to uh, segue us into just, you know, the the stuff that we need to talk about? You yeah. Know? So um, I, I used to be a fat guy. And uh, hi, my name's Jeremy. And I've been a fat guy for a long time. And I'm hi, recently Jeremy. trying. <laughs> hi, Jeremy. I'm recently <laughs> making an effort to not be as much of a fat guy. And it's going OK, but I'm still kind of fat. So. My biggest thing this summer has been bike rides. Yeah. And I realized that there's a lot of musicians in town who like to go for bike rides. And CR is super bike friendly. Super. Yeah. There's tons of trails, tons of bike friendly bars and stuff. So I started biking with some buddies, uh, Jesse Carruthers from Black the Sun. Strangely, they're just drummers is who you like to bike with. Actually, yeah, it's yeah. mostly drummers <laughs> who also seem to be pretty athletic so i think it's kind of something let me tag tag along on yeah everyone's watching i started going on on some rides with jesse who bikes all that he's doing he's a rousing he does rag by the whole thing every year lord and awesome to awesome to ride with so we did a couple of those did one with rich that was super great then we got shane on the bike yep been doing them with ethan and buddies and we're like posting these photos and people are like I don't want to come on a bike ride. I want to get a bike ride. And I'm not expecting any of them to like actually follow through with it. So then we run into you, Mike, at at the shack. And we're like, you know what? We're just going to, we're going to make this a thing. So Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, Uh, June 10th, 10th at 11 a.m., there's an open invitation to all musicians and friends, family, whoever. We're going to meet at Sagwagon. Yep. Off of, off of the interstate, I, I don't know what road that H, is, but it's I, northeast side, yeah. H Avenue, Sagwagon, type it in. Yep. You'll find it. 11 a.m., Sunday, June 10th. We're going to go from there, and then we're going to ride, stop, have a couple beers, then we're going to ride down into Nubo. Yep. And then maybe stop over at Chrome Horse, might stop over at Kickstand, one of those Support bars some around of there. our local oh, music yeah. venues. Yeah, there totally. Grab a beer there, hang out for a bit, and then we're going to make our way to the Shack Tavern, yep. which is just up the trail a little bit oh, past Nubo. The River Road, Ely Road. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we're going to make our way back to SAG. I think it's an 11-mile round trip, yep. so yep. not super tough. Lots of stops along the way. Yeah, plenty of stops to get hydrated, and I'm hoping that it's going to be kind of like a joint effort to like, you know, just go get a little exercise, enjoy some weather, and then just kind of mingle where you're not in like a... Because as much as we love supporting people at shows and stuff... It's kind of hard to talk to fellow musicians when there's a band going and you should be paying attention well, to them. Don't you or, agree? Like we we hung out for maybe 20 minutes last Sunday and we would just could not stop talking about sharing stories like, and we're stop like, yeah, 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 we're anything with the body. But it's like just getting with musicians one on one and going, "Tell me something about this. Like, what do you guys do for this? What do you do for that?" Yeah, I mean, that's a super great way to you network. You were there. You showed up. Then you look over and the Kelly from Chatterbox because yeah, exactly. It's like you, like know. you guys are leaving and Kelly showed up. So I yeah. think I hope we can. You know, if we can get 10, 20 people and We've then already every... Got, I made an event for it, which yep. should be on the on the group. Yep, we'll share um, it again. And uh, there's like 15 people that have already confirmed and then like another 20-some that are interested or whatever. I mean, even if it turns out to be 10 of us... First like, time. I think that's worth it's gonna it. It's going to be man. awesome. And here's what you should do. I, I finally bought a bike this summer, but 
in last summer, I just borrowed someone's bike that I knew that wasn't going to use. And I said, mm. I want to try this out of this stupid bike riding thing, mm. borrowed a bike, loved it, went out and bought a bike. So you don't have to go buy something. You I know, even just, bought a, a cheaper bike. Yeah. That's decent enough to get me out yeah. there. And, and if I really if like it really this year, it. I'll buy a nicer bike. Exactly. You know? there you go. Yeah, so so I think we I hope hopefully we'll uh, I think it's gonna be fun. And if you can't be there at Sagwagon Eleven, you know we'll probably be in Nubo by noon, probably Shack by one. You well, know, some, and I mean all the musicians in I mean, town are a bunch of narcissistic a holes. So you'll probably be seeing a lot of selfies of where we are next. <laughs> <laughs> Just follow the Facebook feed, and wherever you're yeah. seeing photos of sweaty guys on bikes, then you'll know. Where I we picture are. a battle because I I like to listen to music wherever I go, so I've got a little. Bluetooth boombox on my bike. Oh yeah. Hey, so yeah. I picture a battle of like what music we're gonna listen to. Well, that's, that's what that's Ethan pretty Brown. Big. Uh, Ethan Brown bought like a JBL Hopefully Ethan cannon. doesn't come then. It's it's like a <laughs> three hundred watt speaker that he's got mounted on his bike and he's blasting like techno <laughs> stuff and yeah. just. Well, I'll ride oh, behind God. him. Way it behind actually was him. pretty good. I could. It helps. I could move it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, so June tenth, eleven a.m. Sag wagon. Let's get in shape for and our I think shows. Maybe we'll do every other Sunday or something like that. Just almost like clockwork. Yeah, because I can't make this one, so I gotta yeah. do the oh, next yeah, one. Yeah, I, can't, I can't make this one either. I'm actually very upset. Um, but I, I have, I will be making whatever the next one is. Yeah. I will yeah. be there 100. We'll and the ultimate goal is to get to the shack and have their lemonade vodka. Oh yeah. my mm. god, freshly dude. squeezed. Fresh fighter squeezed. Fresh fight. It's the fresh fighter's Dude, drink. We need to talk We're sponsored to by Shack Tavern. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a little band shell out there. You guys could play. The little cups could have the. Foo Fighter logo on it. Nice. Yeah, that's not trademarked whatsoever. Yeah, another no. thing that we just grabbed because it was easy. <laughs> or tribute man, man. <laughs> well, as we're as we're wrapping it up, like always, we could keep talking forever, but that's just how yeah. it goes. I think uh, we should maybe get some closing remarks from everybody on, you know, like, you know, what it what. Let's go this route. What advice do you have for any up and coming bands? Uh, be friendly to everybody. There's be friendly. So many good musicians around here, and they're all good people. And just surround yourself with positive energy, and let that influence your music. And just have fun with it. Man. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. How about you, AJ? Uh, practice. Oh. Practice and invest. Invest your time and your money into yourself. Yeah. And that's. I think that's another big thing. If I can't. If I can't say positive like positive attitudes and being friendly and everything like that if i'm adding something new i think it's invest in yourself and uh and your craft and that's what it needs to be take yourself seriously yeah yeah i'm gonna take jeremy's a step further um it doesn't mean I'm making it any better. I'm you just know what, Shane? A step, a step equally side by side. And that was um, the last time the Fresh Fighters ever played a show. <laughs> you know what? Forget everything I just said about positivity. He's just going to steal Man, it. Fuck you. <laughs> but what, one of the things I said earlier is just, you know, support your local bar owners and venue owners and the people, the, the bartenders, you know, ask them their names, not because you're picking up on them, but because they're doing a good job. And, uh, you know, Hug your fellow musician, man. Yeah. Give out some hugs this week because it goes a long way when you, when people get hugged by another musician. Because I'll tell you what, you can have 50 people come up and tell you how good of a show you played, but you have one musician come up and tell you, and it means the world to you. Oh, heck yeah. Because they... That's kind of who you trust more than anything, Exactly. Right? So, you know. I'm going to I'm gonna take it another level here. I'm going to say don't give up. Because, you know, I mean, the, I'll take it two directions here. The Pork Tees have been playing for 10 years. People maybe look at us like, wow, look at like where they, it took us forever to get where we're at and just constant, constant, constant. But also I heard a great uh, thing on Dave Grohl to bring it back to Fresh Fighters here. Uh, When they started Foo Fighters, like they had a little success, but then it sort of dwindled. It kind of went away. He was on Howard Stern, uh, who I'm a huge fan of, and he's talked about how the band, the label was really pressuring him to like, I don't know if this Foo Fighters thing's working out. And, and he just kept at it, you know, and now look at, they're definitely one of the biggest bands in the world. So it's not some of the best bands you've ever seen in your life and haven't always had success right from the start. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and up. there's another good to, to go back to that. Even I was watching that documentary and there's all these people that are saying, you know, after Nirvana, yeah. all that, those people that are resenting him. For totally. starting for continuing this new band. totally, you should quit. And know. he's got that great quote. He's like, "I got to a point where I was just like, fuck you, people.'" <laughs> and I mean, and that might have correlated with the with when they finally kept going yeah. higher. You know, 
Who so cares? That's what it's all about. It's like I'm in a. It's the same time in a tribute band of the Foo Fighters. Coincidentally, like who cares if you don't like it? Yeah. I, I don't. You know, yeah. we're having fun. You know, it's great. Yeah. And that's that the bottom line. It's fun. Have fun. Yeah, who cares? Fun. If we you guys are having fun it. on stage and you don't care, people will gravitate towards that. We should be the fun fighters. Yeah. But then it's like we're fighting against fun. Yeah, so. fresh funters. Fresh funners. Yeah, fresh, fresh funters. Fun <laughs> funners. Yeah, I think fight, I fight think funners. I think I find Fund. that it's the people that are are quick to past that judgment in in any sort of sense are the ones that are upset because they aren't doing it themselves uh, aren't having that that's know, america today bud and so yeah keep america. doing exactly what you're freaking doing so well thanks for joining us jeremy jacobs shane lunsford check out the fresh fighters if you haven't yet go see him a show aj Venz. i know you're gonna be at tailgaters every yeah. other weekend we'll from here <laughs> <laughs> and we'll 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 see, uh, we'll see you musicians on the bike trail here this summer, huh? Yes, yes. sure. Yes. All right, okay. well, uh, peace out. Peace. Let me get a picture of this moment. I just want a memory of this time and place, cause.